All right, welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt. We are ready to rock and roll, and I've got a whole crew in here with me tonight in the studio. Big time. We just wrapped up a really nice evening in the Deer Woods and back here to the house. Ate some fried chicken, and now I'm looking at my boy Aiden, Easton, Rimbo, and Rimbo's getting some work done over here in the corner. You've been working on the dipstick, haven't you? The What do you call them thing? Fun dip? Fun dip. And I ain't seen a fun dip since I was like, about your age, man. It's probably been 35 years since I got to play with the old fun dip, and you evidently have been working on grape or blue because your lips are blue, purple, something. Yeah, it was blue. Blue. Where'd you get that? From the doctor today? No, from a Halloween KOA thing we were doing. KOA campground, Kooky Spooky. We went out and sold some t-shirts the other day at the Kooky Spooky little deal with some friends of ours that owned the KOA campground out there. That was a big time. And, man, it's been good. I mentioned your doctor's appointment today. I know a lot of uh, our folks have been asking about you and the little procedure you had done. You had a catheter ablation a catheter ablation done uh, for your heart, same thing Easton had several years ago. Your heart was running too fast and getting wild and crazy and kind of out of rhythm and whatever. And uh, they got that done. That's been, what, a month ago? I'd say about maybe. Oh, back in, was it was- August? Like the end of August. Y'all remember when it was? It was August because it was August. <clears throat> it was a week after Velvet Hunt, right? Oh, that's right. It was a week after Velvet Hunt. So, yeah, it was the first week of September. September 4th or 5th, something like that. So, anyway, for those that have asked and asked how he's doing and updates and all that stuff that have been praying for him in, in the following days after that, uh, just to update, he went to the doctor today for a follow-up, and everything looks good. They did the EKG, and, and man, it's rocking like it's supposed to. Clicking and ticking, just like you're supposed to as a 10-year-old young dude. And so, thank the Lord for that, back in business. And I guess we'll just keep on hunting, and uh, your heart's holding up and doing it like it's supposed to, so we'll keep after it. So, big answer to prayer there that that's all going good. But, man, welcome back, y'all. If this is your first time to check out the Hunting Roots podcast, we want to say a special welcome to you. Uh, man, this is just uh, my crew, and we have guests from time to time, but oftentimes it's like it is tonight, just my crew in here catching up, hanging out, particularly during hunting season. That's what we're doing. We literally got back in from the woods an hour ago, and if that, and ate some dinner. We're just going to kind of recap, rehash the evening hunt. We've finally gotten some fall-like weather here in Tennessee, and, uh, man, it's just feeling like hunting season, but uh, big time, so... We're going to talk about that. First up, though, we want to talk about uh, just a couple things. We want to recap. Uh, last week, we talked about an event we did in Florida, uh, down in Panama City, the Beast Feast down at Highland Park Church. We talked about that last week's podcast. If you missed that, be sure to check it out. Uh, but, man, since then, just kind of a, an even greater follow-up. I, I got word back from uh, Mr. Tommy. Y'all remember Mr. Tommy down there? He was kind of our host and, and kind of the head honcho that ran that, that event down there. And so... But, man, he was just very encouraging and, and talking about how uh, he's gotten such great feedback from people about the event, and uh, we certainly bragged on them. I told uh, one of our guys that, that booked some of these events that actually booked this for us, a booking agent, um, you know, I just told him, man, it's one of the top three game dinners we've done in the 20-plus years, and, and they really did good. But the biggest blessing, Mr. Tommy, message back. He just talked about, um, again, you know, people's feedback, how much they enjoyed the evening, um, but the biggest thing, I think it was, what did I say, 35 salvations? 35 people gave their life to Jesus. You know, that's a, that's the reason we do this stuff. 35 people uh, just surrendered their life and said, man, I need I need God to be the boss of my life. And and, uh, and so that's awesome. And then there's 40-plus 40, 40 
uh, decision. The people just saying, you know, I need to get things right. I need to get back settled where they need to be. Christian people that were already uh, Christian men and women, but then they just said, I need to really just recommit uh, and, and get, you know, get things back where they need to be in their relationship with their, you know, with God, their family, and everything. So, man, 70, 80 decisions, just an awesome, awesome evening, and we're really, really proud to be a part of that, and um, and just thank God for the opportunity to be at these events, and I loved having you boys there. Aiden, we missed you, obviously, but um, it's going to be good. So, so Remy, we do want to spend a few minutes talking this evening about what we got into last week. When we got back from Florida, we turned around, headed south once again, Headed down on Thursday of last week to do what, Remy? What did we get into? We're going down to West Point, Mississippi, go to the Gamekeepers podcast. Yes, sir, man. We went down and had the opportunity, man. Another awesome opportunity, just a really big blessing, a privilege, honor, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we were blessed to be a part of the Gamekeeper podcast there in West Point, Mississippi with the Moss Yoke guys. And, man, it was a cool opportunity to go down and talk bow hunting. That was a topic, and I want to encourage our listeners to go check it out. It went up today, posted this morning. And so make sure you go listen to that. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can find it, the Gamekeepers podcast uh, with the Mossy Oak crew. Bobby Cole is the host of that. And, man, he's just a cool, cool dude. And I really like him. You enjoyed getting to know him more, didn't you, Remy? Yes, sir. You had interviewed him back at the NWTF. You remember you did the rapid-fire questions with him back at NWTF show. He was one of the people we had in our video. Uh, but it was cool to be there. Dudley Phelps, Lanny. Uh, all those guys, Mr. Toxie was supposed to be in the mix, and he had to get sideways elsewhere right at the last minute, wasn't able to make it into the studio. But, man, just an awesome time. So we went as uh, – I went as editor of bowhunting.com and kind of repping bowhunting.com, and, and really there was the focus of just talking about bowhunting and just really getting in there, talking about some bowhunting tactics and just kind of some – I don't want to say off-the-wall stuff, but really just kind of stuff that's – that you really don't hear people maybe talk about a lot. You know, everybody's talking about these different tactics and strategies and stuff. But, man, for me, a lot of it's just um, just stuff to be prepared for success. You know, I mean, you can sit out there and shoot your bow all you want to and, and you know, be dialed in and stuff. But there's a lot of little things that you better have the basics down when the opportunity arises uh, or you, you just don't, you know, punch those tags. And so – uh, it was really good. Just talking bow hunting, talking. Man, what all we talk about? We got to talking about uh, equipment. We got to talk about the Matthews Phase Four. What else we talk about, Remy? We talked about like saddles. I think talked about saddle hunting. That's right. We talked about uh, those guys aren't familiar with it, and it's uh, one of those things that that a lot of guys across the South are using and across the country. But we really are finding that a lot of guys, uh, particularly here in the South, still love their climbing stands, hang on stands. Uh, and just now figuring out the saddle thing and, and really just taking the plunge to get into it. So we got to talk about that. Uh, tree stand height, you know, how high to climb and uh, just all kind of stuff. So, man, I want to encourage you guys to go listen to that. Uh, check it out, the Gamekeeper podcast. Again, really cool thing. I, I love those guys. I love what Mossy Oak stands for and um, just their commitment to family and conservation and uh, live, leaving a lasting legacy. You know, you hear that a lot with Mr. Fox and, uh, him always talk about leaving it better than you found it, and the good that you do will live uh, live on long after you're gone. And man, it's uh, it all speaks to that, you know. Here, from an environmental standpoint and conservation standpoint, but also spiritually, man, the things we do, we need to be invested in things that are going to live uh, long beyond uh, our time here on this earth. Man, we need to be investing in things that will matter for all eternity, and in uh, relationships and and just good stuff. And so, 
Mossy Oak's about that, and, and that's what I love about them so much is just their commitment to that. And I, I saw that years ago as a kid when I was hearing some of those different slogans and hearing those ads and commercials. And, uh, man, it was, a, it was cool to see it then, and, and, and they're still holding to that today. Uh, one of the coolest things I think about the podcast was just a chance uh, at the end of the thing, we, we asked those guys. We kind of flipped it back on them. They, they had a, a trivia opportunity they do each week on the podcast. We got to play the trivia game. Uh, but we also asked those guys a question, had a question for them. And we had shirts for those guys as Mr. Bobby went in the question. We had a shirt for him, of course, had a shirt for everybody. But we gave them what? What did we give the guys for our come bearing gifts to them? What did we bring them? Our rally shirt, something's got to die. The old rally shirt, the something's got to die shirt. And uh, I, I was really impressed, blessed, whatever you want to call it, with Bobby Cole. You know, I showed him the shirt, and on the bottom of the Something's Got to Die shirt, if you've never seen it, it's got First Peter 2.24, and that verse basically says, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so we could be made right, uh, made righteous. So we could be dead to our sins and be made right. And so um, that is a verse, you know, something's got to die. You know, he, he paid the price. Something had to pay the price. Uh, Jesus did that on the cross, and then we ultimately – uh, for us to become dead to our sins, you know, and, and be made right. And so uh, that is a, a cool verse. Something's got to die. Obviously, a rally shirt when you're in the woods. You're trying to get some critters killed. We tell people, man, put that shirt on. Put it under your camo, and that's that rally shirt for you. And so I, I gave Mr. Bobby one and showed him the shirt. We kind of flashed it up there, and he said, man, tell me more about that verse. You got a, you know, you got a verse on there. Tell us more about that. And just he gave me the opportunity to share what that's about and just kind of our mission and what we do ministry-wise and and I love the fact that they posted that, that they ran that. They didn't cut that out, and it uh, just speaks a lot to who those guys are and what they stand for. And so I really, really appreciate Bobby Cole and the crew at Mossy Oak and the opportunity, the honor to be a part of the Gamekeeper podcast this week. So you guys go and check that one out. Tell us what happened tonight. We're going to do a little hunt recap for the evening. And, and as we do, you, you've had – man, you, you've had a, a, a rough season. You, you've been on that struggle bus a little bit this year. It's not even seeing deer, and it's not because you're not paying attention to wind. It's not because you stink, because you have been taking showers, scent-free showers, getting cleaned up. Um, you know, I can understand if you were going up in the woods, stanky butt going up in the woods and just hadn't bathed in days, but you've been, you know, real cautious of that, hunting stands that are legit, that are perfect for the wind. But you've just been, you know, wrong place, wrong, you know, wrong place, wrong time, whatever you want to call it. And just not seeing deer, having a lot of hunts, we just didn't see them at all. Tonight was different, though. Uh, here we are in week, what is this, week three of the season, maybe? And tonight was a good one for you, until it wasn't. Tell us what happened tonight, what you saw, what you didn't see, how things went down. All right, so we get in there and uh, <clears throat> get everything set up around 4 o'clock. And so for the next two hours, you know, hour, 30 minutes, it's just nothing, you know. Yep. And then I'm glassing across the field. And I see a doe, and it's starting to work towards me, but it's still hundreds of yards away. And so as it starts to get into prime time and light starts to come away, it, light starts to get away from us, I hear something to my left. And I'm just, I'm not sure it's a deer. It's not quite a deer sound, but it's something, something back there. So I'm just thinking yep. it's a squirrel. And I'm still watching this doe, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see movement, and mm. there's two does standing there. Probably 20 yards away, but there's no shot opportunity. Yep. And so those does start walking, and they're they're making like a hook. So yep. they're coming. They get about 25 yards, and then 
something spooks them, and they they run about five yards back, and still they're still hooking. Yeah. And so now now they're about twenty eight yards, maybe call it thirty yards. Yeah. And they're starting to walk, and I draw my bow back, stop them at the mat, yeah. and I just. I don't know if I went over or under. I, I want to say under. I don't think I floated it because I had my, I had my uh, what do you call it? HHA. Your slider. Pin. I had my slider at twenty because yeah. that's where I thought the shots were going to be. And you didn't adjust it from twenty. I didn't adjust it from twenty. But yeah. I just floated it, put it a little higher than the middle of its body. Yeah. I, I think I went under it. Yeah. Just was, didn't give it enough juice. I've done yeah. the same thing twice this year. That's a tough one, and it, it man, it's tough to float that. A lot of times we do that. And we say, "Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of float that 20 yard pin." And you're, ba- you know, essentially those were, you know, a 30 yard shot, basically 28, 29 yards, and you're you're looking at really more closely to your 30 yard pin or you know, position on the slider. Um, and so that's a pretty good float, and that's a pretty tough deal. It sounds like, oh, no big deal. That's tough to pull off. I miss that shot a lot. I think floating happens a little better when you're floating, maybe you know, a couple yards or whatever, but to float eight to ten yards, that's, that's a pretty tough deal. And, but man, I, I'm just proud of you getting a shot. You had deer around you. You know, we're messaging back and forth. I was over there skunk, didn't see Jack all evening. That's the second time we've set that set, and that's one of those spots that you would just count on. It's just a, man, it's right in the middle of some stuff. And you just, you know, you just anticipate. It just looks like one of those spots, you know, here comes some horns out of the thicket and just out of the brush and, um, but it hadn't happened. So I'm not seeing nothing. And you're over there getting into it. So how many deer did you see total tonight? I think I saw seven or eight. Seven or eight. And then get back to the truck. Easton's back at the truck already. He's smiling when I opened the door. Again, same deal. I didn't see nothing. What did you see? Easton, how many did you see tonight? I saw three, and then I think two were bucks, and then one was a doe that was further off. Yeah, so he has two bucks. How far were the bucks from you? One was like 10 yards, and the other was probably 20 or so. Yeah. He gets he's got bucks and bow range right up in it. And man, it's just one of those evenings. It felt good. Mid October. A lot of people saying it's oh dear, it's just a lull. And if you were sitting where I was tonight, it seemed like an October lull. Nothing going. But then here again, the other side of the farm, you guys got bucks around you, deer around you. And uh man, just a good evening. So So what were the uh bucks season? Did you uh pay attention to what they were? It was one five point one four point. You, ought to, you, ought, you should have shot the five point just to say you shot a deer. No. Just to, just to punch a tag. Easton's pretty solid on his – you know, he, he wants to kill a bigger buck. He shot the big wide six last year. Um, you know, he's he's pretty good about not just shooting just to be shooting, you know, just to kill something. He's going to hold out for a, a good buck. He don't want to be in the sweet meat club, you know what I'm saying? Who, who Who's the king of sweet meat club, Easton? Aiden or you? Oh, Aiden or me, whatever. That's where I'm at now is because I'm not – I keep – Dad keeps jokingly saying, don't be afraid to shoot a spike or anything. But, yeah, I don't want to lower my expectations just because I'm not killing one. Yeah. You know, you want to do what you feel is right. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're tagging, yeah, you you hunt the way you want to hunt. You hunt your hunt. As long as it's legal, do your thing. And that's my thing for you, both of you guys, all you guys, is the fact – I want you to shoot what you want to shoot. I don't want you to think, man, I can't shoot this big old spike buck that comes down here, this forky, this six point, five point, whatever. I can't shoot this small buck or this yearling doe that's not quite a full grown doe or not as big as her mama from last year, you know, whatever. I don't want you to pass on a deer that you think, man, I don't know, it's kind of small. I don't 
uh, know what everybody might say, or I, I'd be afraid to post that, or I don't know what people might think. Uh, I don't want you to be worried about what other people are going to think if they see a picture on social media, or if you send a picture to your buddies, and they're going to say, oh, man, that's not a very big buck, or, you know, who gives a rip what other people think? Some people holding out for big bucks. Some people like to shoot every deer that walks by. Um, you guys do what you want to do. Don't worry about being called sweet meat, you know, whatever. We, we carry on about that. But I shoot small deer every year, you know. I end up getting, you know, looked a little bit smaller, a little bit bigger in the, in the binos or whatever. Just enjoy your hunt. If you have a buck come by, and, and he ain't got to be a giant, because the bottom line is if you're holding out for a giant, you're going to be watching the show more times than not. If, you know, these guys that are saying, man, I'm only shooting 160. Well, brother, you you may be waiting a long time for 160. They don't come by every year. Um, so you guys, I want to encourage you all to shoot what you enjoy. Man, if it gets your heart pumping and thumping, pull the trigger. You know, send it. Um, but if, if you're sitting there and you're like, ah, it's just a little five-point, nah, ain't, ain't just, yeah, I know, I'm not. You know, don't get you fired up. Let him walk. Because there's a lot of excitement and fun. Easton, you probably saw it tonight. It's pretty cool when you see a buck and you let him walk and he goes on by just watching him do their thing. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes, sir. You were, what you say, you whistled at him or something when you were just messing with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a lot of fun to pass a buck, especially when they start to get a little older. And you're like, man, some people probably would shoot that buck. You know, we got an eight-point we've seen running around just popped up on trail camera. And he's one of those bucks I'm looking at and thinking, man, that sucker's going to be a, a stud next year. And But you guys probably look at him and see him come by, and you might shoot him. And so it's fun passing him, but it's awfully fun shooting him as well. And uh, so you guys just enjoy your hunt. Send it when you're ready. Send it, and uh, have a big time with it. It's going to be a fun year, man. we got the next 45 days is what the deer hunters live for. You know what I'm saying? Between now, mid-October, and the end of November – these are the days where stuff gets right in the deer woods, and it's going to be fun. We all got buck tags. I got a buck tag left. You guys have got your buck tags, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We got some stands to hang. We got to get some work done, um, but it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun this next month and a half, and looking forward to, to good times out there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm looking for some bucks. We like to call tall Timmy. Aiden likes to call it tall boy, and then... There's another one I call uh, Wide Willie. Yep. Wide Willie. Where did he get that name? You came up with it, I thought. Hmm. Wide Willie. Really? I'm pretty sure you came up with both those names. I think me and Dad came up with Tall Boy. And tall then- Boy. Yeah, we called him Tall Boy back from Velvet Velvet Season. He was Tall Boy, and you, called, you changed his name. To Tall Timmy. Tall Timmy. And then Wide Willie. I think we called him the Wide Ten. Called him Big Ten or Big Wide Ten. Ten. Yeah, Big Ten or Wide Ten. And now you're calling him Wide Willie. Yeah, he's a big deer. Yeah, he's a good one. Both of those are good bucks, and they're still out there running around somewhere. So, Ada, what are we going to cover this week in our Use It or Lose It series? We got the turtle box, which has got bottomland as its color. Yeah, man, a killer new finish. So, if you didn't see this popping up here in the last week or so, turtle box. If you don't know, it's an audio, it's a portable audio box. They have just released this thing in the last week with a finish of mossy oak bottomland camo and man it is so sharp i love anything in bottomland it just looks good on about anything you got out there but this thing is pretty slick the turtle box portable audio box and i mean this is just a bluetooth audio box and aiden's gonna tell you more about it because he's got it pulled up but uh, just got one in hand and we're looking forward to testing it out we've used it played it and 
killer sound, but give them the skinny on that eight in the turtle yeah. box. It's got 20-plus hours of playtime, 120 decibels. It's 100% waterproof. It's got premium sound. Yeah. But it's going to come in at $450, so that's going to be $450. Right. I'm out. Remy, you're out? Yep. You're already saying you lose it? Yeah, I'm losing it. You're losing it. That's <laughs> way too much. Yeah. All right. So Remy's out right from the start. The price tag killed him. All right, so let's break it down like this. This is we've used like uh, what's the old JBL? We got a little JBL yep. cylinder uh, Bluetooth speaker. How much do those things cost? Uh, you know, probably around a hundred dollars, hundred bucks, hundred fifty. I think I've seen some for in the hundred to two hundred range on those little portable speakers. So you're looking at a hundred to two hundred. So this thing is is it's just that it's probably. Uh, Nearly twice is expensive, maybe double what you might pay for some of those other small ones. But you are getting some killer sound, uh, and they are doing some other ones that are that are waterproof. Uh, but this thing's crazy. I've seen several guys where they're playing and jamming out some music out there on the boat, uh, and just take the thing and just underneath water, music playing. They pull it back out of the water, and it's just jamming, playing. I mean, it's crazy that you could have. I mean, look at it. It's got a speaker right there, big old speaker right there in the front. How in the world that's waterproof, I do not know. Uh, but the case and the housing, I know on the back of it, it had a sticker on the back. It said, hey, look, you better hear the double click of this case because if you don't hear the double click, that means this case is not sealed and it will not be waterproof if you don't have the case double clicked and, and you know, latched down like it's supposed to. But, dude, just some killer sound. It's almost like carrying a, I don't know, it's about like the size of a, of a lunchbox. It's got a handle on the top, so maybe a – Old school lunchbox, maybe a little bit beefier than a lunchbox, right? Yeah, it's yeah. way bigger than a regular lunchbox. Well, I'm talking about like the old school ones like I used to carry back in the day. You know, the it's big old metal. Close. Yeah, maybe a little thicker than that. But that's kind of what you can envision. It's got the buttons right there on the top, uh, Bluetooth connection, and, I mean, just great sound. We had it in the living room earlier, and it just, just cranking out. I mean, great sound. I mean, it does have better sound. Like I said, you're paying more for it. Uh, than some of those little ones, but the, the sound quality, I think, is at least from what we've got, the little JBLs that we've got. We've had a little Bose system, and I think this is just thumping uh, far better than what that audio quality was from some of the other stuff that we personally have used. I love the fact that you can just bang around and beat around with this thing. Again, the housing is just just really dang near bulletproof. It's got little straps on the side. Is that supposed to be stra- or a little... Buckle, is that for straps maybe to put a strap oh. around it and hang it up? I guess. Might I don't be. know what those are for. Uh, it's got little rubber feet on the bottom um, so it doesn't slip and slide, and it's got rubber feet on the back side so you can lay it down like that or stand it up. Um, really cool stuff. So, again, Aiden, what was the price tag on that? You say 450 450 What was the website on that? Just turtlebox.com. Turtlebox.com. You guys go check it out. The Turtle Box, again, now in Mossy Oak Bottomland camo, it's it's pretty sweet little deal. Got our favorite camo pattern on it, and so we'll be toting this to the woods. We've carried it to, not the woods to have in the woods, but toting it with us to when we go hunting camp and um, having it on the boat, bow fishing. I, there's just a lot of application that's going to be fun, but having it around hunting camp, having it outside, man, take it outside when we're shooting our bows and stuff. So let's go back around. I, for one, I'm going to use the heck out of it. I'm going to use it. Aiden? Yeah, I'm gonna use it. It's uh it's pricey, but you think about it, it's the best speaker, it's got the best sound. Yeah. So Yeah. We'll use it. Again, for all the events we do, you know, you guys are always dogging on me because I'm always pulling up uh Pandora or pulling up the playlist and 
uh, no matter what we do with camps and uh, bonfire events, I'm always playing music. You're like, oh, Dad's got his music. Here he goes. He's cranking up some Johnny Cash, whatever it is. And Hey, Johnny uh, Cash ain't bad. Johnny Cash ain't bad, no. But y'all are always getting on me about always having music. I love music, man. Music makes a party. Music makes things uh, better, whatever it is. It's always better with music. And so I'm always cranking up. So this is perfect for me. Remy and Easton, they say they're out just because of the price tag uh, being 400 plus. Uh, that's understandable for a couple young bucks. At 450 goes a long way. 450 goes a long way for anybody. Um, but again, it goes back to what you want to do, man. Everybody's the same way, right? They'll sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, that's a that's a crazy expensive audio box." But then they'll spend 400 dollars on a cooler, or they'll say, "That's crazy expensive portable speaker." But then they'll spend two thousand dollars on a set of camo. You know, so I mean, it's just like anything, man. You get what you pay for, and you pay for what you want to pay for. You know what I'm saying? People are out there; they're gonna. Pay the price tag if it's something they want. And so, y'all be sure to check it out. Turtle Box in Mossy Oak Camo, turtlebox.com. That is this week's Use It or Lose It. And I think, at least as far as Aiden and I are concerned, we are going to use it on this one. Guys, what else? we got a few other things we need to wrap up with. We've got um, some new merch on the website, huntingroots.com. I say we got new merch. we got new merch coming. Something's got a die shirt's going to be back in stock. We've got some new caps coming that we're working on. And... Looking forward to that. I know, man, when we were down at the show last week in Florida, how many people asked about hats? It's just like crazy people. Hey, give me some hats. I need some hats. What's the word on the hats? And we've not had hats back in stock in a while. So working on getting some new stuff there. And I just want to encourage people to go check out huntingroots.com. If you want to have a rally shirt of your own, something's got to die shirt, check it out, huntingroots.com. That's the place to get that stuff and all the other goodies we've got there, hoodies, other uh, send it shirts, hunting root shirts. You'll find it all there, huntingroots.com. Also, be sure to visit with us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Watch videos on our YouTube channel. I'm working on a deer hunt this evening. Hope to have that wrapped up this evening. We'll get that posted up. Velvet buck hunt from a little while back. Good stuff, man. And so be sure to check it out. And then also, please, if you will, if you've not done so already, go and leave us a rating, write us a review. Wherever you are listening to your podcast, be sure to go in there. You'll see. You can leave five-star rating. Please do so, and uh, tell us what's up. Tell us what you like. Leave us a review. Tell us what you're thinking about on the podcast. Man, I want to encourage you to share it with somebody this week. Tell others to come. Be a part each week as we share our story here at the Hunting Roots Podcast. Really appreciate you doing that. Be sure to tell your own story. Spread the word. Shoot straight. God bless. (music) 